Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. So JJ, I was uh, thinking about this earlier this morning before we started our, our conversation how this self-awareness journey has brought us into so many interesting places. Mm -hmm. You know, just how we've interacted with people has changed over time. Our relationships, our own, uh, our own ability to recognize when we're feeling good or not feeling good. And I think it all starts with our own stories. You know, I think like as we're talking with people, it's really important for everyone to know how deeply we are committed to <laughs> self-awareness. <laughs> and it starts in really different ways, right? Like I, I know. Junkies. Yeah, self-awareness junkies. You have such a great story <laughs> that talks about when you first started to become aware of the self-awareness, your self-awareness journey. And I think you should tell that. Yeah, well, thanks. Like, um, you know, when it started for me, I didn't, I didn't know what self-aware, I never even heard that word before, right? Like um, the the idea, the, these ideas, of, the things that we, we talk about today, you know, I was completely oblivious to, right? But I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, we were doing 360 reviews at work and, and they're very early and they're very crude. And the idea of a 360, right, is that, uh, a survey is sent to all my peers and they give me feedback um, about how I am, you know, to work with. Um, and then I take my own assessment and we just kind of like see, see what happens. Sometimes they, those reviews are terrifying. Um, <laughs> so I did mine, right? I got my results back and I remember really clearly on there, someone wrote, JJ is arrogant. Hmm. And I thought, like, what? Like, arrogant? I don't feel like I have an arrogant, like, bone in my body, let alone come across that way at work, even if I did, right? Um, yeah. So I, I was just like, wow, I don't, I don't really understand that. And what I, what I wanted to do was just throw that feedback away right away. Like, yeah, obviously, right. like, whatever. Just <laughs> ignore me. <laughs> ignore but I really them. thought, like, why, why would that be, right? And there was some other ones that weren't um, quite as shocking to me, but they still, I, I, they still were like, hmm, why do other people think that I'm acting different or, or, or my intentions are different than they actually are? That's weird. Um, and then I started talking to other people in the company and they were kind of coming to me with the same feedback, like, like JJ, I got my 360 back in. Like, I just didn't re realize that people thought I was acting this way. And right there, I thought, wow, look at that gap. There is a gap between what I think I'm doing and what my behaviors are and how I see the myself, you know, in the world and how other people see me. And, and that gap right there, I got really interested in. Yeah. Right. How do yeah. we explore that? Yeah, yeah. And you and I have been <laughs> so that's working. that's where it started for me. 
Yeah. And you and I have been working together for so many years now. I can't even remember when our conversation started, but for me, I had such a tumultuous childhood. I moved around a lot and I didn't have a lot of stability or security. And as a result, every time I was like the new girl in a school or I was thrown into a situation that I was not really confident in, which was most, I would put on sort of this air, this sort of way of being that I thought is what other people wanted. But over time, um, it really didn't work because how I thought I was acting really wasn't coming across that way to people either. Like I was trying to be the super nice, like I got this, I'm in control, I'm fearless. And so I was coming off with this sort of bravado and, um, Mm. and it wasn't actually how I felt. But I was acting that way, thinking that's what other people wanted me to be or that I was fitting in by acting a certain way. But um, as I got older, that does not it didn't work like it was creating a gap for me. Like I could tell that people were not taking me the way that I thought I was behaving. Um, Mm. and And I remember many times in my professional career in the early days where I would have conversations with customers and, and then every single time I got in my car after that conversation, every time I would completely pick it apart in my mind. Like I should have said this differently or did I do okay with this? And I was in constant self judgment. Hmm. Um, And, and even though I acted just fine on the outside and I thought it was working, there was this gap inside of me that I didn't feel I was being my best self. And even if I had been acting in my best self, I never really could even stay there or feel like I was because I Mm -hmm. felt like that wasn't, I felt like that would be too exposing for me to be authentic. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that sounds, that sounds hard because you've got an internal conflict happening all the time. Right, right. And and I think as we are talking about the self-awareness journey, I started to notice with my clients um, over and over and over again. I mean, I average between 20 and 30 phone calls and meetings a week. And I'm meeting mm-hmm. with people all the time. And, and I started to notice consistency in those feelings, consistency in these patterns um, both in the one you described where you're not at early on, not even aware that you're being a certain way or it's coming off a certain way. And me kind of having an awareness about it, but trying to force or power through it in a different way. It, it's like mm-hmm. um, everybody has these feelings inside. You know, everybody has these feelings of um maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe, maybe I'm just fine. And I don't have to dig into this, even though I'm uncomfortable, I can live with being uncomfortable because it's not really bothering anybody else. Um, and, and I started to notice more and more of that pattern, but it does bother, other, but it does bother other people. It does bother other people. And, and it but really most, bothers you. <laughs> yeah. Most importantly though, most it's importantly. What, yeah, it's, it's your, it's how you feel inside. And so I want to just take a couple minutes um, to describe the self-awareness journey in its entirety, because I think that that will help 
sort of facilitate our further conversations. And, and um, as we do more and more podcasts, and we're so excited as we're building our tribe here. But I really think that I would like to just say, the both the examples that you and I have given are very, very common examples. And in my role of constantly wanting to help people, um, there are patterns that emerge over and over and over again. And so this is, you know, when you said, I want to describe the self-awareness journey, this is the work you've been doing in uh, working with clients, kind of seeing the patterns, and then you've kind of extracted what you yeah. think are the common patterns and routines, right? Um, and, right. and you're calling it the self-awareness journey. Yes. Yeah. And, right. and right. And like you and I have said, there's no silver bullet. This isn't, you know, this isn't unique to the world. Like there's, there's self-awareness comes in every package and every form. I was talking to my dad about this last night. And my dad said, my dad said, you know, he's been in leadership his whole life. And when I was explaining this to him, he said, well, it's just common sense. And I yeah. said, yes, but why don't people use common sense then? And he said, they never do. <laughs> sense is not all that common. That's funny. <laughs> but anyway, right. That's exactly right. And thank you for that. So I just. Well, I, like our, I like our double wordplay here. It's like everyone is on a self-awareness journey themselves. Right. Yeah. And and you've kind of created a, a self-awareness uh, framework, kind of a way of thinking through things, a way of being, right, to help, uh, right. you know, to help your your clients and basically everyone else you interact with, right, um, yes. yeah, along their journey, right, right, yes, and I and thank you for bringing that together because um, it's such an important framework for us to begin, and and the work that you and I do together and sending out is just in the in the absolute intention of helping people. Um, because what happens is like, I would be sitting in meetings and I would notice as people would talk, they had the exact same feelings that you and I were just describing and they were really stuck. Mm -hmm. And as I started to talk, I would like take out little napkins or little sheets of paper. And I would sort of say, you know, here's this and here's that. And, and, you know, what happens if you're in this space and what happens if you're in that space? And, and at the end of the conversation, every time people would say, can I have that paper? <laughs> and I was deeply embarrassed because I have really terrible handwriting and I would be like, well, oh, okay. Okay. And I started to notice the more and more that I was having these conversations, the more and more a pattern was emerging. And the mm -hmm. more and more I was writing things in the same sort of manner. And so it became really abundantly clear after several, several months of doing this. You know, I often need a small rubber mallet over the head before I get something. <laughs> um, I, I think I have one of those napkins of the drawing somewhere around here. <laughs> you probably do. I mean, it's on the back of menus and restaurants. And I, Oh, yeah. I think I, I, I remember when you first told me about, you know, the very beginnings of the idea that you were creating you know like the self-awareness map right 
Yeah. And you did whip out an app. We were at the bar and you did whip out an app and you're like, I got to show you this thing. And you're like, so just, like right now. Well, that's <laughs> like, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you said that too. Can I just, actually, you didn't say. And I was like, like oh, I, can I just take that? I'll just take that just in case I need it later. <laughs> well, it's great. I mean, it's really great. Like you said, you know, you and I, oh, I don't even, I don't even want to. No, we've been working on this topic for a very long time. Years, years and years. I know. I always wanted to say a decade. It, that could be right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, but it is really cool to see um, this kind of framework emerge. Like when you started talking about it the first time, when 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 I started seeing the napkin um, drafts of it, to where it is now, it's really powerful. It's simple. It's common, like you said, it's kind of common sense, like your dad says, common sense. Um, but it's really powerful. And I really like the way you've put it together because um, it's very approachable, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, in my experience, when I talk to people about self awareness or their personality traits and, you know, how they show up to other people, some people just get a little lost right yeah. <laughs> like oh my god what is this guy talking about well that's can we actually, go back to talking about sports please right yeah no it's true actually that's part of this whole process is is that when you all of a sudden have some sort of awareness of something that you have been feeling or a way that you were acting that you didn't really know was being so obvious on the outside most of the time there's so much judgment laced around the awareness and that's the piece that makes me really sad because people um people have this sort of way of acting like just as an example you know if you're if you're if your workplace or your home life or something there's something in there that you feel you have to act outside of your own natural way of being um i call that the actor self you know, where you mm-hmm. just, you can't be authentically yourself for whatever reason. And the sad part is, is that almost all of us feel multiple times a day, if not all the time during the day, that we have to be outside of ourselves. We can't be completely who we are. And we spend a lot of time feeling anxious or defensive or just unsatisfied, you know, like, or worried. There's all these feelings that go along with that. And you just feel out of center, like out of balance. And, and then if someone is working with you, or if you're working on yourself, and you're trying to get better, and all of a sudden, you have this awareness that you feel off balanced. The sad part for me is that most people then can't be okay with themselves enough to dive in and understand what's happening what they do is they go into guilt or shame. They shame themselves mm. or they feel guilty that they're acting a certain way. And they like just- that would be like, like, I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't feel angry. I shouldn't feel upset. Right, right, you know, they- right. And I don't like feeling, why do I always feel like when I'm, you know, with this group of parents at the sporting event, like I don't fit in with those parents. I feel like I'm a totally different parent than that. And why can't I just fit in? Like, why can't I just suck it up? Why do I feel so uncomfortable? There must be oh, something every, wrong with that's me. That's every kid's event I go to. Awesome. <laughs> <you nailed. laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think we realize how much energy we use in mm -hmm. living in our actor selves. I don't think we realize how much energy is expended. And the benefits of having more self-awareness to me, well, there's millions and millions and millions, but just the top, right? It's like having more energy to just be you on your best day. I think mm -hmm. when we're operating from our centered space, we are able to create more. We're able to be in more productive environments that we make. We have better relationships and we're, we're really satisfied with who we are. We're very content with who we are. That doesn't mean that we're not constantly wanting to grow, but that we're coming from a place of being deeply satisfied with the person that we are. And as, mm -hmm. as I, I have these conversations, some people are so afraid to even face their own, um, their own awareness or their own insides that as I discuss things with them, they can't even see it. Like they almost have, I almost have to use examples of people around them. Like, do you notice when this person is acting up a certain way? Do you notice when this person postures a certain way? And it's super easy for them to see someone else experiencing that, but they're so afraid of what they're going to find for themselves that they they can't even see it in themselves the first time. So yeah. understanding like what that what that looks and feels like to live in this world where you feel like you're constantly having to pretend certain things um, is is a, it's a really you, common. If you've been living in that world for a long, long time, mm -hmm. it's probably really hard to see anything else. Yeah. And then the minute that you do see something else, instead of being able to just be with that and like figure out like, okay, what do I do with this? Cause I, now that I know this, I don't, I always say now that you know something, you can't unknow it. You know, everybody kind of gets in this journey. They get a little scared sometimes like, oh my gosh, like now that I know this, but now when I go and act, you know, do the, do these things, or I'm in the situation, I'm afraid I'm going to forget and go back to how it always was. And you, you just can't. Because once you have an awareness that something's in you and you can name it, then it's, it's so powerful and you can do something with it. But most people at first think, oh, I'm just a terrible person. Like I can't, like, I'm just not good enough. Like everybody else is okay doing this. Why can't I? And understanding how to release some of that is so powerful. Releasing mm -hmm. the self-judgment and just being. So, so let's... Uh, I kind of was wondering, could we like, let's walk through the, uh, the example that you said earlier about, about maybe like going to one of your kids sporting events and feeling awkward around the parents. Maybe that's like one many of us can <laughs> relate to, um, but like, let's just walk through how that scenario plays out yeah. on yeah. the self-awareness journey because yeah. Um, you know, to start, like I've been in that situation and it's like, like, I'm fine. Right. We're driving to the soccer field, you know, yeah. Li listening to our nineties rap tunes and everything's great. We get there, kids run off and now you're just stuck and I feel, it feels awkward and I idle chit chat. And then all of a sudden it's just like, everything's off balance. Yeah. I, I think that there are 
um, certain triggers that put people in this state of being out of balance and being in that act yourself and situations would be a really key trigger. And what you're describing is a perfect one. I too had the same thing and you and I are very different personality types. And yet, mm-hmm. um, my kids were both in hockey and we would go on these hockey weekends. And I will, I will tell you that Friday morning I would wake up and I would instantly have anxiety because mm-hmm. I did not like going on those weekends. It was packed with kids and people the whole weekend. And the hockey parents um, were really into doing a lot of drinking. And I, I, I don't have a problem with drinking. I drink too, but I'm not as into it as that whole group. And it made me feel very uncomfortable because a lot of times those parents would act in ways that I was embarrassed in front of the kids or they would you know, that they would start um, acting differently with each other. And it was, I just, I would get so anxious and stressed out about it. Um, so it starts with that trigger, right? Like yeah. a, a trigger happens yeah. in some way. It's a situational or yeah. yep. it comes up within you, right? That you're reacting right. from experience from the past or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Trigger event. So as soon as, as soon as and you kind of move into this act yourself, right? You're, you're kind of like, because of the trigger, you're trying to act a certain way. You're trying to not let things bother you. You're trying, you're trying to stay under the radar. Yeah. You're trying to stay under the radar. And, and the focus at that point becomes, um, your personal focus at that point really becomes, I want to just look good on the outside. And I want to just protect myself from standing out uh, or defend myself if people start giving me a hard time because I'm not getting hammered, <laughs> right? Or whatever. There's- right. Like it could come across in a couple of different ways. Like you could be become really reclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you might become really agitated. Yes. Maybe externally agitated. Like, hey, I'm going to shut this whole party down because I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable, right? Right, right. And, and, what it feels like when we're in this triggered state is it feels the whole environment feels different. The whole environment feels much more dramatic. It feels like there's a lot of competition um, and you are picking up on all of those negative vibes when you're in this triggered state. And you, um, no matter what you're acting like on the outside, I think the really important thing that I would want to talk about here is not how you act on the outside to overcome it. It's really not about that. It's understanding what is this trigger to begin with? Why am I feeling the way that mm-hmm. I'm feeling? And then understanding how much energy is, is leaving me just trying to get through the situation. Emotionally, the amount of energy that I am expending to simply act like I'm part of this group or whatever, act my normal self, but I'm highly triggered, that energy is a constant burn and it makes mm-hmm. me not feel good. And, and it makes me, it could make it for me, I would get crabby and I would feel myself getting short. I'd get short mm-hmm. with the kids. Um, and they were so excited to go on these weekends. I mean, it'd be so much fun for them to be with their friends and their teammates for the weekend. And I, I just couldn't feel like that at all. So once you're in that triggered state, the feelings that you are working so hard to manage are, um, are not 
they're really hard, right? They're, they're really, mm-hmm. really, and they're trying to tell you something. And instead of us typically being able to listen to what they're trying to tell us, what we usually end up doing, and like I said, is to make ourselves really wrong for it. Well, mm-hmm. Bob doesn't have a problem in these events. You know, yeah. Tom always loves these events. Mary yeah, always has a blast. Like hanging out. I, don't, I don't know why I'm such a misfit here. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that if we're operating more in our authentic selves, and I want to just describe that a little bit, um, you know, when we're really operating from what I always call home base, like when we're really coming home to ourselves, when we're in our centered place, where everything that we're thinking and feeling, we are acting on, it's like in alignment, all of those things are kind of working in alignment. It's so much easier to be in almost any situation, because you're no longer concerning yourself with how you are interacting with other people. You're more concerned with how you're interacting with yourself. And Mm -hmm. then interacting with everybody else becomes much easier and has a lot less impact on your ability to feel centered and good and content. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so just really seeing, and, and we're using this example of, you know, a, a kid sports, but, this could be in any situation at all. It could be at work. It could be at home. It could be with your best friends. Um, it could be in any kind of, um, if you're doing any sort of work at church or you're doing anything else like that, anytime you're with people. So it's interesting because you, um, I'll go ahead. You know, I was just going to, you know, thinking through things, you know, it's, you know, you get triggered, you kind of, become actor self, you know, uh, an actor version of yourself. Um, obviously being your authentic self and being in that home base is where we want to be, right. Cause it's effortless and it feels good. And it's, it's where we want to spend most of our time. How do you get yourself back from being yeah. that actor self being knocked off center back yeah. to your, back to your home base? Like, right. You know, Sometimes it's just leave a situation maybe, but really like um, what's interesting is this idea that maybe even if we're still in that situation that with around those triggers that we can actually control that or ourselves move a little bit. Yeah. I think there's two things. The first part is again, being more aware of ourselves. So how do we do Mm. that? The first part is like triggers are not a bad thing. Like we all hate triggers. We don't want to have triggers. We don't like being triggered. And yet triggers are our greatest gifts, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that is because triggers are showing us either in our bodies or in our hearts, how we're feeling. You know, like when you feel triggered, you usually can even feel it in your body. You know, you feel like this Mm -hmm. uncomfortableness. But really the, 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 the first part of this is being able to understand that you were triggered and understanding that the trigger is showing you something more. The trigger is simply bringing your awareness to something that is inside of you that you have not yet addressed, explored, and released. So like the trigger of the what we're talking about, like for me in this example, I was being triggered in those events because it was a very deep-seated reminder of how it felt when I was in group settings where I didn't feel like I fit in. And so Mm. here we are again, even as a grown up with my own kids, it's the same kind of situation. 
And that same little niggling feeling inside is right there. And now after you've had a few years of experience of that feeling, you actually can get kind of mad. Like, I don't, I am sick and tired of feeling like this. Aren't I old enough? Can't I stop? You know, so there it is. There's the cycle. So I think the first part is really being able to understand what it is that triggers you. Not that you've been triggered. If you've been triggered, that's a great thing. Be happy that you've been triggered because it's, you have the awareness now. Something is coming up for you to be able to explore. Yeah, it's like an opportunity for you to get to know yourself better and right. and uh, and help. You know, it's like a it's a waypoint on your map. Yeah, it is self, oh, oh, on, on your journey to self awareness. Right. So every one of those is a gift. And I think yes, and I think that as you are able to, and as we are able to explore our own individual triggers and understand where they are coming from. This is where a lot of people will spend decades in therapy. Mm. Okay. And a lot of money trying to feel good. Mm-hmm. They, they just want to feel good. And my philosophy is, and this is like a lightning rod philosophy. I don't really think that that works. I don't think that works. I think what works is for us to recognize I've always acted this way because I've had this feeling inside of me. And I and if I can trace it back enough to understand where that feeling started, it's okay. I can make the choice to not, I can make the choice to release that feeling and not have that feeling anymore because it served me, but it doesn't serve me anymore. Okay. And now I'm ready to move past it. And I'm so thankful that I've had this trigger because it shows me. And that's just part of the self-awareness journey. Once we've done that, once we've understood our own triggers, the next part is to really deeply go into, or not really deeply, that sounds scary. It actually doesn't take a lot when you think about it, doing doing about doing it like this. Um, there's some reflection and, and, and support you have to give yourself in this journey, but that's just the first part. Once you've done that, you'll notice cues in your emotional body, your mental, spiritual, and physical bodies will give you cues about what your feelings are. And I Mm -hmm. think as a society, we've gotten so far away um, of understanding our feelings and honoring our feelings. We have been taught to ignore our feelings or push them away or whatever, and eventually they come out. They don't go away. Your feelings are your greatest opportunity um, to help guide you on your path. And in this journey, being able to have that relationship with your feelings and feel like they're really honoring and helping you so that you can be your best self. So I think. I really like that perspective on feelings because you're right. So many people want to push that stuff away or, you know, sort of, brush it off or not address it. But I like changing the perspective around feelings and triggers to say, hey, these are here to be really helpful to you. So right, right. quit ignoring them. Yeah. And there's and there's nothing wrong with the fact that we have been doing this forever. I mean, so again, I'm not finding judgment in it. I'm just suggesting that there's other ways that are better and easier and more that provide more contentment and more happiness, you know, just, uh, and it's a whole topic in and of itself. But if you think about 
when we are born as children in the United States, the majority of us, I would probably say 99% of us, maybe that's too high, but have been taught to constantly focus on the five senses that they have, seeing, smelling, touching, tasting, hearing. But there's the sixth sense, that's the intuition piece, right? That's your feeling piece. We are not a society that has cultivated that. Mm. We are a society who said, if you can't do one of these other things, if you can't see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, whatever, it's not real. Don't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Any of those feelings that you have, if they're not favorable, just put them away because you need to just be part of whatever, what's going on here. And so as we've gotten older, less and less um, have we been able to check in with those feelings and recognize that those are really good things. You'll find people in the business place that will say, oh, you know, they're too emotional. They're too this, they're too that. I'm not suggesting we're all crazy emotions. What I'm suggesting is, is that when you're tapping in with your feelings, in addition to your brain, you have superpowers you don't even recognize. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. I would like some superpowers. <laughs> um, so this was a really great overview. I, I really like a lot of the the ideas and the the uh, shift in perspective that you know, that, that, that we've been talking about. So, um, I look forward to exploring all those little things. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would, more. I would just close this as well too, that, that says that this self-awareness journey is really a roadmap and it affords you the opportunity to come wherever you are, where, whatever perspective you're coming from and teach you and help just through the experience of all of us to help understand how some of those internal things have worked. And at the end of this um, process, well, I don't think we ever end in growing in self-awareness, but this process identifies very easy steps to check in with yourself and learn how to refocus your thinking, refocus your energy um, to one's parts and pieces of you that feel better and bring you back into alignment with yourself. So uh, I really hope, I really hope that it helps people because I'm, I'm so excited about what it's done for me. <laughs> you know, it's just changed well, me. I, I know it will help people. You know, it's, it's helped me. I, I'm a believer and uh, yeah. And just getting it out there and helping people explore, I think is a, yeah. Uh, great uh you know a, a great mission yeah yeah me too cheers to the next conversation we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings we'd love your support first share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it second leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site this helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.